0: Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with a company that is automating EMS agencies, because over 50% of EMS operators still use paper for their reporting. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Nick Martin, founder of Nitro PCR. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thanks for making the time today. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and inform the audience about you and your background?
1: Sure. My background is uh, paramedic and firefighter, and I was in the Navy out of high school, and when I got out of the Navy, firefighting was an obvious career path for me, but based on what I did in the Navy, and so I did that for about eight years and kind of transitioned to IT back in the late 1990s, 1995, 96, 97 range, and got over into EMS or emergency medical services IT and started managing the CAD system the dispatch system for our town here in Mobile County Alabama and from there I've been in IT ever since so I kind of had a passion for it and have been doing that ever since and then decided when I started looking at maybe starting an IT related company my roots basically was the obvious choice for me
0: perfect and could you take a minute or so and provide our audience with a 10,000 foot overview of Nitro PCR
1: yeah, the quick and dirty elevator pitch is Nitro PCR is patient charts for emergency medical services. And you mentioned that over half the United States still uses paper for their PCRs. So we allow them to transition over to a mobile cloud based PCR solution, uh, e- easy to start using, easy to use, and easy to get compliant over paper.
0: Perfect. Tell us more about the EMS provider market. What's the demographics out there? How many people are? Not automated. How many people are automated? What are the types that are not automated?
1: So there's about eighteen thousand um, providers that have NPI codes, which are uh, Medicare codes uh, that include ambulance services. And out of those, right at about nine to ten thousand of those are using paper for their PCRs. They're still doing. They're still pushing paper around, and the logistics of that with the EMS companies being more distributed across counties and states. It makes it really hard to get that paper one compliant it makes it hard for the operator to get paid for that paper and it's really hard to manage the logistics of pushing paper around like that So most of those people on paper are also smaller EMS agencies the majority do six to five hundred calls or less a month so that gives you a little kind of a little uh, slice of, of what the market looks like how big it is and then w- what type of the demographics inside that market So our target market for EMS, Patient care reporting, at least today, are the people that are still using paper. Great.
0: In that market, I'm assuming those are probably the smaller part of the market. They aren't in Dallas and L.A. They're probably in smaller markets.
1: Generally, they're rural. It is a little bit odd, though. There are some outliers to that. For example, Houston, Texas, for whatever reason, they don't have a certificate of need requirement inside the Houston metro area. So just in Houston, there are over 400 ambulance companies that do less than 500 calls a month. So they're a little bit of an outlier. Generally, though, they're rural or smaller community-based EMS, hospital-based EMS, or volunteer EMS. Got it. Wow, that's a crazy
0: piece of data. Yeah. Yeah. Is the market for these type of systems for EMS agencies, is it a competitive market? Are there lots of vendors?
1: There are not a lot. There is a somewhat high barrier to entry in the market because of compliance. The vendors that have been there have been there since the 90s, and that's one of the limiting factors. There's about 25 or 30, and they're mostly PC-based products, laptop-based, and the big players are actually in the market to sell Healthcare hardware, medical devices, and then they quote give you the software to get you using their medical devices. So it's a little bit fragmented. Mobile solutions, we're one of the early and biggest, and we hope best, uh, mobile, pure mobile solutions that don't require any PC hardware or any servers or anything over at the customer site. So it's not a huge market. Out of that 18,000, there's 25 or 30 of us serving it. So It is somewhat competitive, but we think we do have an advantage with our mobile application. So I wanted to dig in
0: a little bit into the comment you made about the vendors that are really medical device vendors and they provide the system as a value add. What type of medical devices are they providing?
1: They're generally fairly high-ticket items. They're cardiac monitors, some of the higher-end devices that EMS companies use in their patient care. So the cardiac monitors and defibrillators, IV pumps, and automated vital signs-taking machines, devices like that. Fairly high-ticket items. We're talking fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 20000 per unit. Got
0: it. And in, in order to stimulate the sale of that, they're adding on documentation systems?
1: Right. They add on PCR. Some even have billing software that they'll quote, again, I use air quotes there, give you as a value add to get you using their hardware. And then one of the things that they also do, because they are the hardware and the software vendor, they give you an interface. Well, they don't give it. You you do have to buy it, but an interface from the software to the hardware to be able to collect the data off of the medical devices.
0: Got it. Have you had customers that have asked you for that type of data to be integrated?
1: They have, and we actually can. Part of our MVP or our minimum viable product that we first launched with was to produce a compliant PCR and really without a lot of bells and whistles. And so we've done that, and now we're entering the, the phase of our growth where we are are starting to add some of the more value-add features. So all the vendors do have an SDK that we can integrate to to be able to pull those vitals in. It's not a big request. It's not at the top of our list, but it's something that we would like to be able to provide.
0: Are there standards, Nick, that make that integration easier? Are they using HL7 or some integration standard that makes that easier, or is it a one-off situation with each type of device you integrate?
1: It's a one-off. There actually is, at the national level, a working group to define a standard for device integration, but really the vendors have not been overly supportive of it the end users would like it but the vendors have resisted a a little bit so there is a movement out there to do it to bring an hl7 like standard to medical device interaction but it does not exist today
0: great well you've done a great job of telling us what you do and kind of what the market looks like and what the dynamics of the market is how do you differentiate yourself
1: what is different about nitro pcr Our biggest value proposition to the customer is the ease of integrating our system into your operation. We don't impose any workflow requirements that are not your standard workflow requirements, so you're able to adapt our software to work the way you do instead of the opposite. And the other big value proposition we give is there's no upfront cost or no management or maintenance cost to use our software. It's a cloud-based billing model, so you just pay for what you use. And that allows these paper-based companies who, if price was the factor is why they're still on paper, we really lower that bar down very low to let you get on board for really nothing. It costs you nothing. And then the, the devices we run on, you either already have it in your pocket or you can go pick them up online or or at a box store for, you know, under $75.
0: And with that, Intrepid Healthcare will return with our guest, Nick Martin, after this quick break. We'll be right back. CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. And we're back with Nick Martin, founder of Nitro PCR. Nick, you were talking about the low upfront cost being a differentiator. What about implementation costs? How easy is
1: it to implement your system? What's implementation look like? There's a wide range. So even though there is a national standard for data integration for EMS called NEMSIS, each state has their own flavor of it where they have some of their own state requirements for data that they want to collect. And it can be really good in some places. Our earliest and quickest integration was less than five days, and then we've had a couple that take up to a month or two to get approved at the state level. Generally, we can onboard in about two weeks, though, So, and to contrast that, some of our competitors and some of the older PC-based systems, just the training can take sometimes three months, and then the integration can take another 90 days, so we really shorten that integration time down to the couple-of-week level.
0: Wow. And do the customers pay for that, or is it so small you just work that into the price of the software?
1: It's so small that down in the noise, so uh, it's a rounding error for most customers. So what we do is during our admin training, we actually do most of their data entry right there with them on the phone in a webinar. So it's really easy and short to do. And then if they have a large roster or, or large list, we import those for them. And again, that takes us 30 minutes, and we're done. So we don't charge anything for integration. We try to make it as painless as possible. That's awesome.
0: Nick, I know you've been involved with a activity called the Alabama Launchpad. Tell us a little bit about what the Launchpad is, how you're involved, and what you're doing with them.
1: Yeah, the Alabama Launchpad is an organization within the Economic Development Partnership of Alabama, and their goal is to foster startups and new companies to grow and stay in Alabama. And part of that is a Launchpad startup competition they do every year and actually you're doing now two classes a year it's a competition and the prize pool is $250,000 and you start off with a group of startups in Alabama and you submit a business plan and a pitch and a financial plan of what you would do if you won the money and then it's a competition there's about five judges who are uh, experts in the field that w- we're in and they're experts in growing and starting companies and they evaluate our business plans and our pitch and our financial model. And then they whittle the class down to we're now at five and we're finalists. So I'm one of the finalists. And we will go to Birmingham on at the end of August and do our final pitch. And then that day they will write a check. Usually they fund the top three, usually get some funding, and they will fund – some milestones for your company. They're typically growth related milestones. So, for example, my number one milestone is to actually hire a full time salesman to start working full time for me. And then we've got a couple of development milestones and then some marketing milestones. And so they'll typically fund one to three of those milestones if you win the competition. And it's true grant money, it's free money. It's not a loan or anything you have to pay back. You just have to prove that you've completed the milestones, and then they'll write you a check for the next milestone. So it's been great. I've been learning from my peers. We started off with uh, 20 teams, and then it went down to 11, and now it's at 5. And and all along the way, I've picked up a lot of knowledge from my teammates who are competitors, but we're also helping each other as we go. And so we'll know at the end of August whether we are going to get funded or not.
0: So as you go back to Birmingham in August, will you present again to... A group of people who will be judging you? How will that work?
1: That's how it works. What happens here in between this last pitch event we did at the end of June and the one in August is they send our business plans off to a company who commercially does this for a living. They will analyze our business plans and give us feedback on the commercial viability of that business plan. Then we integrate that feedback into our next pitch. And then so the next event is our fully polished we've got about eight minutes to pitch on stage and there's a clock running there on the side of the stage and then we pitch for eight minutes and then we have 12 minutes that the judges can ask us questions about our pitch and our company and then after everybody's done they go into a room and come out with one of the big checks that they write and put you on the newspaper
0: (laughs) all right well good luck for getting in that (laughs) newspaper thank you that'll be great as we are already halfway through a year, I can't believe it. Tell us about what your plans are for the rest of 2015. What exciting news do you have, both for your customers
1: and for the market? Well, one of the things we did when we started the company is, and by the way, we started and we've been working on nitro PCR since around May of 2013. And one of the methodologies we started this company with was using the lean IT approach, which is to build a bare bones minimum product that meets your target customer needs. And then once you launch that product, you know, it's going to meet a 90% need for the market. And then you take feedback from your customers, your early adopters to develop that product. And so we've got a couple of exciting developments that we're going to make throughout the end of this year for the rest of the year. One is to interface with billing to allow smaller operators to integrate billing and file insurance claims using our software. And we just integrated patient management. So your regular patients that you interact with a lot or you transport often, you can store their information and all their medical demographics and payment information and recall that with just a couple of keystrokes to be able to bootstrap a chart. And then we're going to be releasing a platform-independent version of our mobile app, which means it will run on any device, so Windows Mobile, iOS, Android, even BlackBerry. If we have any customers that use Blackberries in the field, that will make it a lot easier to use our software. It'll be our, quote, version one that will have a lot of new features and work across multiple platforms.
0: Great. Is there a common device used by your customers, or are they using many different types of devices?
1: They use a lot of devices. Generally, Android does seem to be the top hardware device, and that's why we targeted it first. It's a much lower cost device. It's lower total cost of ownership, lower acquisition cost, and even the development for it on the on the back end is a lot lower cost, and you have a lot more access to more development talent that develops in Java, which Android is based on. So we chose Android, and that's really the premier device that we see in the field. But we do get lots of people that say, Well, we use tablets for other things, Apple tablets, so we'd love to use those, and a lot of our guys have iPhones and they'd like to use those, so it'd be really great if, and so we've decided we probably should do that. Got it. Perfect.
0: Well, we've got an audience here. They're listening. Let's say some have friends that run ambulance companies or own an ambulance company. Tell us why they need to call you right away and and get this going and installed by the end of the year.
1: HIPAA compliance is going to be your number one. That's a a term that everybody uses, and we don't take it lightly, and we're not allowed to take it lightly. So we take it seriously, and paper is probably the least compliant component in your operation today. And so getting you HIPAA compliant and keeping you HIPAA compliant is really key, and there's a couple of laws coming up and some changes in the next couple of years that are just going to – you should act now because it's going to be really, really hard if you do it later than it is now. So we're going to try to make it as painless as possible. But that's one thing you should do by the end of the year. And specific to EMS, there's a new, the NEMSIS data standard. It's our equivalent of the HL7 standard over on the hospital side and the EMR side. We're moving to version three of that, and that is a major revision. And so if you do that today while we're still on version two, it's going to be a lot lot less painful for you when we get that implemented.
0: All right. Well, now people are chomping at the bit, Nick. Uh, Before we let you go... Where do people go to learn more about Nitro PCR and to contact you so they can get going?
1: It's real easy. We're easy to find on the web, nitropcr.com, and you can contact us right through the website, and there's a full list of features and benefits of our software. And then if you email hello at nitropcr.com, that email will get to the right people. Awesome.
0: That was Nick Martin, founder of Nitro PCR. Nick, it was a great pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by today and joining us. Thank you, Joe. All right, that wraps our broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Nick Martin, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. What
1: you what you want, what you Come on.